Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Exodus 15, verses 23 through 20, 23 through 27. And uh, when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. It was that place of bitter water. And the people murmured against Moses saying so what are we supposed to drink isn't it astounding that he has just led them through the sea just led them through the Red Sea and they barely get onto dry land and they're murmuring again He cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree. Which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. He said, if thou wilt Diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. If you'll do that which is right in His sight and will give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elim, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy or threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. I would actually draw my title from Deuteronomy 34, which we'll get to later. But I want to preach tonight the city of palms. The city of palms. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voices and pray that God would give somebody a miracle in this house. Would you do that? Would you pray that God would give someone a miracle in this house?
Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you tonight that our land needs healed. Let me be your pastor. Let me be very open. Let me be very honest. Where we stand right now, our land needs healed. There has never been an attack against the church like there is right now. You know I do not off speak political topics in the podium, but I am going to speak about something right now called the Equality Act. You've been looking at, you've been listening to, and you've been reading. I want to tell you, in my opinion, this is not a political action. This is a hell agenda. And it's against the church. That's what I believe. I believe it's against the church. This is not equality for people. The only equality found is if you equal yourself in alignment with it. Now I'm going to tell you we stand firmly on the Word of God. I said we stand on the Word of God. We stand on the Word of God. <clears throat> Brother Massengale, I'm going to read a few things that were actually printed in the perspective, okay? So if you don't like it, I want you to talk to Brother Massengale. We can predict the Equality Act's likely impact based on what is happening in the states, cities, and local jurisdictions that already have SOGI laws. Here are the few of the ways that they have been used to silence dissent from a state-imposed sexual orthodoxy. Individuals are losing their jobs from medical professions like Dr. Josephson to school teachers to, teach, to tech innovator Brendan Ike, the founder of Mozilla, who was kicked out of his own company. Therapy for minors is being outlawed if it does not affirm the SOGI agenda. Parents tell anguished stories of searching high and low for a therapist who will not instantly channel their child into a homosexual or a transgender identity. Oh, if you're uncomfortable, you better buckle up. Students are being kicked out of graduate schools for not embracing the state orthodoxy on sexuality. Schools collude with trans activists by refusing to tell parents which gender identity their children claim at school. Teachers are using the students' opposite sex names and connecting them with therapists who help them transition without informing their parents at all. Women's sports are increasingly dominated by male-bodied competitors who are identifying as girls. Adoption and foster care agencies being shut down if they affirm that children fare best in families with a mother and a father as happened in Pennsylvania, New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, and the District of Columbia. Women's spaces are being invaded by men who identify as women. For example, the Downtown Hope Center, a shelter for homeless, abused, and trafficked women in Anchorage, Alaska, is being sued for not accepting a biological male. Small business owners whose craft involves expression are being sued for declining to express views on sexuality that they disagree with. The Colorado baker, Jack Phillips, was taken to court twice when activists asked him to bake a cake with a pro-homosexual message and later with a pro-trans message. 
Now I need to say something very clearly to you and I want you to hear me right now. We are not against people. I believe that in a room this size it is very possible that either now or at some point in life people in this room have possibly dealt with the onslaught of confusion. We are in a world that is completely saturated in it. But I'm going to speak again. Our world needs a healing. And here is my question to the church. If we're not going to pray, who is? And if we're not going to stand up for what is right, who do we think is? Because burying our head in the sand and hoping that it goes away is not a real option. But if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and I want you to pray with me for the United States of America. Come on, a country that is founded upon God. Come on, somebody pray in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Well, Pastor Carson, you're against people. You're wrong. I will love people. In fact, I have encountered many people from this very community. Many who have genuine struggles. And it is the will of God that the church be a place that offers hope, help, strength, encouragement. But let us move forward in understanding that we most importantly better be a place where the Spirit of God can do a work that people cannot. Where the work of God can be accomplished. I believe that a moment in his presence. I said I believe a moment in his presence. That's why I'm such a proponent. God help us get prayer back in the schools. God help us get prayer back in the schools. Brother Barkus. Have we had two receive the Holy Ghost at CCS in the last month? I know everything isn't perfect, but help us get prayer 
back in the school. My, my. They have made it across the sea. They have traversed the ground in what was nothing short of the miraculous. Pharaoh and his army has been devastatingly destroyed behind them. The flood I preached to you to hold on through this morning killed them because it always matters what your agenda is. They have made it through, but making it through one storm, making it through one scenario is not an immediate escape from what is still to follow. How overwhelming, please contemplate and dive into the text if only momentarily with me to consider how devastating it must have been to make it and see Mara to be thirsty their their bodies exhausted from journey their mouths parched and they come to Mara and the water is there but it is not drinkable. Consider with me how devastating it must have been that he has just brought them through a sea they could not drink of and brought them to a first level of escape that they cannot drink of. And so while they are not being destroyed by the enemy pursuing them, they are dying of natural I see the water, but I cannot protect. If you watch them, it seems as though they would run to the waters of Mara, but the waters of Mara were bitter. Even to this day, if you would study, the Arabs will not even allow their camels to drink from that water. What looked like an oasis in this moment was nothing edible but the Lord chose Moses a tree the Bible says that he takes of this tree and theologians argue about what kind of a shrub or a tree it was and I got news for them it wasn't a shrub anyway it was the power of God he takes this tree and puts it in the water and all of a sudden the water is sweet little sweet water. And they start lapping that up and drinking that. But he uses this situation to teach them a lesson about keeping the ordinances and the commandments of God. If you will keep His commandments, He will provide on your behalf. I know that it seems overwhelming, but if you will keep His commandments... He will provide on your behalf. 
Scholars have most often likened in some sense of a type that tree that is cast into the bitter waters of Mara being the foreshadow of a cross that could be placed into any situation and turn those things which are bitter into that which is sweet. And truthfully, I would tell you here tonight, that is a wonderful analogy, but I would also speak to you and tell you, it was never the intention of God that they would stay at Mara. It's that Mara would become a testimony before Elim. Because only a little farther down the road, only a little further south of where they crossed, if you would look at the geology on the map of where they crossed the, the north part of that Red Sea and you would look a little farther south of Mara, you would see Elim something in the distance and, and they begin to traverse. They got a little sweet water from Mara, but it was only to sustain them. It was only to keep them so that they might move forward towards the promise of God. And they begin to work towards Elim, L-E-L, speaking to the, the, the understanding in the Old Testament of God. He is El Shaddai. He is El Ohim. His provision was just ahead. It was never the intent for God or from God for them to stay at Mara, but only find substance at Mara. And they find substance to continue their journey, but just down the road. How does it spend this amount of time on Mara and give us such little provision and such little insight for, for Elim itself? How is it possible? Because the Lord is allowing us to understand we focus too much on the negative parts of life. And we don't lift our heads often enough to see if I'll just keep walking. If I will just keep pursuing. While they are complaining about the bitter waters of Mara in the distance. Literally on the horizon. Helim is just ahead of them. If they would lift up their heads. Helim is just south of them. And it was here where they would find 12 wells. Not one well. One well in and of itself would hold biblical significance of the which even Christ would sit down upon it in John 4. One well was powerful enough. But this verse says there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. The palm trees of this region, their prominence, their strength, their stance comparative to the cedars of Lebanon stood some hundred feet in the air. Imagine with me, Brother Marshall, that those, those, those palm trees some hundred feet in the air, if they would have looked towards the horizon, if they would have got their mind off where they were, if they would have stopped grumbling and murmuring, and acting like they just had to take it. Now you don't misunderstand me. I thank God that he put the tree in and he gave them enough substance to move forward. But it would be a disappointing and even a depressing story if they would have stayed at Mara. But they did not stay at Mara. Mara was the strength that they needed to head south towards Elim because once they lifted their eyes and they got just a little bit closer in proximity, they began to see the foliage of those leaves. Not one, not two, not three, not a dozen, 70 palm trees. 
70 palm trees whose ranches find their, their self deep, deep down. Those roots find themselves deep down and their, and their high branches and the dates that were clustered on them. Show a picture of that. Those dates, that was the region, the palms of this region. The dates that would be hanging in the fruit that would be there upon that particular tree. It would be some hundred feet up in the air and it would have to be, I understand, there'd have to be somebody crazy enough not afraid of heights to get after it. But I will tell you this, that every now and then if you'll lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, you will recognize that while right here seems overwhelming, there is a promise for you. There is an answer for you. There... Elim is just down the road. So take a drink from Mara, but don't pitch a tent here. Don't you build a house here. Don't you act like this is your... I know what the act says, but I am not gonna just settle for this. I am not gonna act like I gotta live with this. I'm not simply gonna try to put the cross into this modern situation and just act like I'm okay. I'm gonna preach how I feel. I refuse to apply the cross to 2021 action and say, well, we'll just enjoy this sweet water and act like it's okay and the church is fine. I feel like we gotta do a little, just a little fighting against the enemy of our soul and the enemy of our children. And Come on, you gotta get to Elim. There's 12 springs there. Brother Fridley, there's enough in those 12 springs not only to bless this church, but to move out into the communities, to move into the highways, in the hedges. I've never seen our politics more divided. I've never seen people more scared on both sides of the table. We got to get out of this fearful mentality like we can't say anything and we can't do anything. We can say something. We are the people of God. We're the people of God. We're the people of the name. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven right now and I want you to pray. What about if they're addicted? There's a well for that. What about if they're what about if they've got some confusion? There's a well for that. What about if they what about if they they're, they're from the other side of the track? There's a well for that. Brother Trano, what if their life, what if their history don't match up? There's a well that's got enough substance in it that says you belong here. There's enough dates on the cluster of this. How many believe there's nourishment here? I know you're overwhelmed, but don't murmur, move. 
I'm going to tell somebody in the house right now because I feel it so strong. You ought to get your feet in action and stop murmuring. Close your lips to the murmuring of the world and go ahead and let your feet move you toward the promises of God. here's not afraid of heights. Just, you're not afraid of heights? I'd send you right up the tree, boy. Just right. Get the, get the big cluster up higher. And you know what I'd be? I'd be on the ground saying, now drop them. Well, just, just be saying, I'll bring them down with me. We'd be sending guys like you up the I feel like sending some of you intercessors up the tree. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit being on display in here. I need to tell you something right now. There will be people that show up here just to be a distraction to what God is doing. Been in plenty of services where that is the case. There will be people that hell sins. And what we need is we need enough fruit of the Spirit. We need enough dates of the palm. We need enough that's on display here. We need people with water everywhere. They didn't... Hear me right now. They're not walking in expecting to feel love. They're not walking in expecting to feel joy. They're not walking in expecting to... They still feel like they're going to be at the bitter... Hear me. The bitter waters of Marah. They're just bitter. We're not bitter. We just know that there's something better. Come on, there's something better. Maybe seated. Palm trees recognize the strength and shelter and provision. If they could see the palm trees in the sky, it meant they knew there was water in the ground. If they could see the palm trees in the sky, they knew there was water. The water table was right. Imagine what it must have been like to recognize in a place of barrenness a cluster of palm trees. If you've ever been to Israel, I want you to raise your hand. You ever been to Israel? Several of you have. Some of you remember rolling up on Jericho. How many were disappointed when you went to Jericho? <laughs> you know you were. <clears throat> You're like, we're going to see Jericho. Mm. Really? Still amazing to be there. You know what made Jericho great though? Jericho was a place with the right water table. Even listed in Deuteronomy 34, it was named the city of palms. It would become a city that was fought over. <laughs> when I say Jericho, what do you think of? Walls. Isn't that amazing? You think of walls. 
The average person outside this church, when they think of church, they think of walls. We're either going to be known for the walls we put up or the palms we let show. It was the city. The city. Man, I feel something in this room. The city of palms. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven right now. Some of you intercessors, I want you to stand and begin praying right now. I want you to grow. I, ooh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to Go ahead, intercessor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, let the church pray right now. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, Church of Prayer. Come on, Calvary Tabernacle. Come on, what's happening right now is the result of prayer and fasting. Come on, we turn our hearts towards God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The children of Israel are led out of Egypt across the Red Sea through Elim with the intentionality of future possession to move forward, to move forward. And one of the most critically historical victories of the Old Testament. After the provision of the palms at Elim was the city of palms itself. It was at Jericho. Now the promised land 
How many remember the first spies of the promised land didn't have a great report? It was an intimidated report. Always guard who you get your news from. (laughs) Always be careful who you allow to call you a grasshopper. Come on. It's not possible. It can't be done. When you're a child of God and you know that with men it might be impossible, but with God, with God, all things are possible. I hope you haven't heard it so much you don't believe it anymore. All things. And we don't get to say it's the will of God to be an excuse not to pray like we should. Or fight like we should. Or war on behalf of heaven like we should. Jericho was meant to be theirs. And what was God's plan? How were they going to get to Palm City? They were going to go on a prayer walk. (laughs) Where's Brother Slee? Saturday morning prayer walk. I don't want the city to fall down, but I would like the strongholds to. Can I speak something right now? I want to get the boards off the windows. I want the restaurants opened up. I want the places of it. Not because I want the, yeah, I want commerce, but because I want there to be an open door to the city. But let's dumb this down just a little bit with the eclectic group that does set before me tonight. Some of you deep and skilled in your theological ability and some of you are are much more at the shallow end of the pool. So allow me to try to find a happy medium as I tell you, I would not have liked his plan. What what, what are we going to do? You're going to shut up and walk. (laughs) Come again. Because if I'm walking, I at least want to talk. Nope. Because if you talk, I know you. If you talk, you'll turn, you'll get murmuring in you again. Oh, man. Sometimes the will of God is irritating. How many know that's true? Anybody ever lived irritated? You knew you were in the will of God and still irritated? But the will of God was to walk. Who's been to one of those churches where in the middle of worship service you saw everybody all, saw, just started getting out of their pew and start marching? <laughs> Brother Turner, you know what I'm talking about? Go to one of those churches and all of a sudden, dun, 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 and they file out. And everybody, now if you're from the church, it's powerful. If you're a visitor, <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. 
But they weren't walking because it was cool. And they weren't walking because there was precedent. They were walking because they had a word. (laughs) They were walking because that was the instruction of God. God said, walk. And the man of God said, walk. Sometimes you got to hear from God for yourself, but sometimes it's just got to be enough that the man of God says. And they heard the instruction and they started walking. Until the seventh time on seventh day, Brother Senior. And he said, then. Not until then. But then. All this bottled up. You ever see somebody that hadn't shouted in a while and then they finally? You know who I'm, some of you is that somebody. And all of a sudden here it come. But when they did, it affected way more than them. Because when what was bottled up inside of them it finally just started coming out it was the on display faith in God and I got news for you if I come around to the seventh time of the seventh lap the seventh, and, and all I've got if I've walked around these walls for seven days and then six laps on this one and I know that their falling is dependent on my shouting I promise you, I ain't giving him. Phil Nicholson with a great approach on the seventh grade. I don't care if you're not emotional. I don't care if you're deep. At that point, you're sh- you're going to shout, and baby, they shouted. I mean, they shouted. They did the holy pokey. (laughs) And they shouted. And the instruments went crazy. But the shout of the people was overwhelmed by the sound of the walls. Because if we'll give him our best, (laughs) there is a thunder he can give that will overwhelm our own ability. And I will tell you that where they were then is where I feel like we are in the spirit right now. I feel like we are in a place in the United States of America. It's about time for the church to start adding some shouting to our walk. Yes, I do. We've been walking through it all. We've been walking faithful. We walked through the brush harbors. We walked through the early Pentecostal movement. We have walked through it all. And I feel like we have ended up smack dab at a place in history where God is about to look at us and say, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. ready." I think we're a 
I think he's waiting on the church to I wish you'd lift up your voice and shout right now. If you don't know what to shout, just shout the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on over the walls of my mind, over the walls of this city, over the walls of our legislature. I'm telling you, I'm ready to shout down the walls that keep trying to make us feel like we're the outsiders. We're not the outsiders. We own the city. Come on, our Father. He has the cattle of a thousand. He gave us the promise. The city of palms is ours. The city of provision is ours. Stand with me. Man, I'm not even, I need, I need several hundred people that believe this. Get as close to the front as you can. Give people a little space, but just come on. Just come on. Choir, come on down. Come on down. I know you're trying to be kind and give us room. IBC students, I want you to get as close to the front as you can. Come on. Get as close to the front of that balcony as you can. You get, you get right to it. I don't think we'll do any singing for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Come on down, but no singing. Come on down here. Come on down here, but no singing for a minute. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Woo! Come on, lift your hands in the air and begin to shout and proclaim the promises of God. <laughs> Come on, church of the living God. Come on, church of the living God. Shout over your family. Shout over this city, though. Shout over our legislator. Shout over our Senate. Come on, shout over our city government. There's palm tree provision. water to drink there's fruit of the spirit to feast
the Gospels, the Gospels say that as Jesus is in the middle of transfer, that the multitudes went before him and with palm branches in their hands, they waved those palm branches and they said, Hosanna. We didn't talk. You didn't know what I was preaching when you sang that first song. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna! They begin to cry. The promise of the palm branches had followed from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament in the life of Christ. But they do not end there. Go later and read through Revelation. Revelation 7, you'll find in the multitudes gathered there. John said, I saw, I saw palms in their hands, translated there, even in eternity. It was the expression of their worship. There were palm branches. What does it mean? It means that they clung to the provision of God. They clung to the provision of God through the rough times, through the tough situation. They clung to the provision of God. I know this might be the city of Indianapolis. And I know this might be the United States of America. And we're one country amongst 200 plus countries and territories. I know, I know, I know. But this is our country. And I don't know why, but he let us be born here and he put us here and he's moved us into this area. And so I can't speak about other areas and I can't speak about other places. I'm gonna tell you, we better be praying for Israel. But as for us right here in Indy, right here in Calvary Tabernacle, I think we gotta get our eyes off Mara. And we gotta lift our eyes to the provision. And we've gotta recognize there is a long-term plan. I said there is a long-term plan. It's bigger than just one spot. It's bigger than just Exodus. It's bigger than just Deuteronomy. It's bigger than just the prophecy of Isaiah. It's bigger than just Matthew and Mark and Luke. And from beginning to end, it's all. Now often, I release you to pray for personal needs and maybe we'll get there. But I don't know a altar where I have asked you specifically to bombard heaven on behalf of the United States of America. And I know hell hates what we're doing right now. But if God be for us, who can be against us? God, I'm telling you in front of this church and in front of those that are watching, I'm just trying to stand on the Word of God. We're coming to you on behalf of our... Forgive our sin. Forgive our cities. Forgive our nation. I want every man, woman. Come on, I want every young person and every elder. 
I want you to lift your voice and begin to speak the name. asking you pray for the president right now I'm asking you to pray a Holy Ghost prayer come on not with the bitterness of Mara not with the bitterness of Mara but with the provision of the Paul we pray in Jesus name we pray an intervention we pray the Holy Ghost to move God, let the Holy Ghost be on our Congress. Let the Holy Ghost move on the city. Let it move into the Senate. Come on, somebody, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe as the Spirit gives you the utterance, you can pray, and the Holy Ghost will help you pray. Allow the Holy Ghost to move on you right now with groanings and travail as an intercessor over the House of Representatives. We pray against confusion and for restoration. We pray against idolatry and for exaltation of the name of Jesus. We pray against darkness and we pray for life. God, I worship you in. 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 I worship you in. We shout unto you, let the right walls fall.
Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hear me. Lest you somehow be convinced that the city cannot be taken. There's a woman with an ear to the inside. There's a Rahab with a testimony that would tell you. She would say they seem confident on the inside. But while some have been murmuring out here, they've been murmuring in there. She would tell us the city already knows that the God of Israel Rahab a woman ostracized in her own community used and abused was bearing witness on behalf I think that's part of what God is doing right now I think God is giving some Rahabs to the church. I think God is giving some ostracized and some. I think He's giving some abused and some neglected. And He's going to let their voice be used as a testimony. We always thought there was a time. We always thought, I'm going to tell you, even the atheists know. I'm telling you, I know I'm stirring stuff right now. Whether they want to admit it or not, even the Gnostics know. Whether they want to admit it or not, the persecutors know. That God will have victory. And God will have a church. Think about it. Think about it. Where they had constructed those walls at Jericho because of the water table and the prominence, the oasis of the area with the desert landscape and the mountainous region around them. Think about it, the walls would fall but the palms would stay. That, I believe, is where we're at because I believe we stand at the precipice of the last revival. I think we stand and I, I think if we would listen close enough in the spirit, we just might hear a cracking in the walls. I don't think I can hear it through the natural, but I, I think if I could tune my ear to the spirit. Come on, we got school teachers all over this house. Public school teachers. 
and private school. If you're an educator on any level, I want you to raise your hands right now. Come on, public, private, wherever you are. I want anybody around somebody with their hands raised. I want you to turn and begin to pray for them right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, the favor of God, the help of God, the provision of God, the strength of God. know one of the most powerful things brother Turner about when the walls fell is that you were a believer on that side of the walls and I was a believer on this side of the walls your place in the journey had you there my place in the journey had me here but when the walls fell we found out all along that we had been in this together I'm going to tell you that there are believers all over this world and all over this country. I believe this with all my heart that when the walls of exclusion actually fall, that we're going to begin to recognize we were praying here and they were praying there and those were praying over yonder and those were praying in that. And their walls were intimidating and their walls were intimidating. But we're going to find out it was worth it all. I don't know what walls are in your family. But I'm going to tell you most likely, most likely, the walls that are in your family are the extension of walls from this world. Because the walls that want to keep believers isolated from this world and close us out of what we know is our promise are too easily finding their way into our homes. And if we're going to have revival in North America, If we're going to have real revival in the United States of America, we've got to have revival in our homes. I mean, we've got to have revival in our homes. In our homes, ladies and gentlemen.